Welcome to the Evolve Talk in the Century. My name is Ndi Imana Enyam Tengarapuri. And welcome to another episode of the Evolve Talk. Well, last week I promised you guys a couple of episodes coming up for this um, week, which is supposed to be lockdown. And girl, I haven't really um, done any episodes, but however, now I am actually doing the episode because, you know, your girl has got some inspirations to be more productive. And I just wanted to get to know how has, how has your lockdown been? How have you been keeping up and how have you been keeping up real? And what's your life looking like? Are you drinking your water? Are you minding your business or are you going through the most? What is your life looking like so today i am going to be talking about the lockdown basically like what this lockdown has impacted our lives last week please do check out the episode where in i was talking about my experiences what led me to take a little break and the traumas and all those like you know everything that had happened before going um before shooting that episode so it's really a kind of like interesting episode to get to understand how i overcame the struggles and how i overcame what was happening at the time of my life so let's get to it guys today we'll be talking about the lockdown basically what this lockdown should have been like and you know productivity is in is in the whole like how to keep product being productive as a person and how is it really affecting us as South Africans this whole thing and um the digital world how how's digital world coming up in this time like this so we will be talking um we'll be exploring this topic and maybe what could have made this whole um lockdown much better than what it is now um so we 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 it's gonna be like a very interesting um it's gonna be a very interesting uh episode so let's get to it okay so last um look when did the lockdown start it started it started seven days ago a week ago so you can hear that i'm not definitely not alone today i started a week ago and in this week there's a lot of things that has happened there's a lot of events that have transpired that have shown um rather that probably the decision for the lockdown might not have been the correct decision or maybe the execution of the lockdown could not have been the correct execution so we will we will explore that as i've mentioned yes i do have guests today and we'll try to explore that topic and they will introduce themselves um who they are and all that before yes we'll try and and get the introductions first and then we can get to do with the show okay are you wondering how i made this podcast episode do you want to start a podcast well let me plug you real quick i guess you haven't heard about anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain to you it's free 
Yeah, you have that right. It's free. There is a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you and it can be had on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So as I've mentioned, I would like to introduce my guests to you guys. Um, so my first guest, um, hi, how are you? Uh, hi, how are you? I'm great. Um, what is your name? Ngotambolenyoga Zond. I go by Tambolenyoga in the streets, you know, so yeah. What, 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 what? <laughs> What's what's your name is Zondo, right? Yes. Zondo is your name. Yes. Okay, nice to meet you, Zondo. Yeah, Zondo on the rocks. Zondo on the rocks. Okay. Okay, me I'm PK. My please please PK. speak to the mic so that you can be audible enough. Oh, I'm I'm PK. Yeah. Can you guys try to be like speak louder okay. so that we can be? Because oh, I don't have like mic, so we can be audible to okay. what you're trying to say. Ah 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 ah. As I've mentioned, we're talking about the ramification of the lockdown, how it has affected us as South Africans. So I would like to get to know from you guys how the lockdown has affected you specifically in your lives. I'll start with you, PK. What, what, how did the lockdown affect you? Well, I don't know. Well, it's slowing down um, mm-hmm. academics. You cannot do anything, mm-hmm. you know. Cannot start. I mean, you can start at home, but it's different yeah. when, you, when you're starting at home. Mm. You know, what else? Um, so it means like you are you 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 are a student. So it has affected your academical yeah. uh, your academics. Mm. So so yes. what 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 are they doing at school to to to? Well, they um they have these visual um videos. There are mm. classes, visual classes. So, mm. so it's digital. Yeah. So it's that. Mm. But then like. I don't think it's working out because there are other people who are disadvantaged. You don't have daily data to go yeah. on the net and actually check it out, you know. Mm. So it's a disadvantage in a way. It's hectic. Yeah. It's for hectic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how has okay? How has how has it affected you? Uh a lot actually. Um, for me, uh, I I um. Maybe I'm just the sensitive type because, like, young kids, like, I'm feeling affect like the guys I meet on the streets, you know. Like, if it has become a problem, like, just giving somebody a five friend, those of them in the streets, understand? And I understand, which they are much more in a bad position than I am, understand? These are people about Mr. Dean and rely on cars passing, go to back to the mile or anything to eat, understand? And like right now, um, I've seen the trend which they're no longer standing in the street, but Bama in the very shops is saying because they think, you know, they might actually get something from us, understand? And as much as I don't feel it's really my problem, but it's difficult to turn a blind eye and knowing which these people have no source of income, understand, or anything, you will understand. So that has actually been a concern, gave me a little bit. And like King Enzang, feeling at the whole idea behind. Um, the lockdown was not properly planned. I understand, and it has affected me because I haven't even like really like paid mm. my full rent this month, mm. and hence it's always better not being at my place right now. You know, because <laughs> you know. So yeah, like isn't this and yeah, because 
yeah basically yeah. yeah i think you have you have um really touched some interesting parts of saying it has been it has not um been executed properly mm-hmm. is that what you said right yes, 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 yes. so i think we'd get to also the part where we talk about how probably you think it should have been executed and mm-hmm. uh, how the, the way that you should have been executed mm-hmm. um and yeah we, we will actually get to that uh from my side the lockdown has sort of affected my productivity I do relate to a lot of, you know, struggles because I have like friends who are in the entertainment industry, freelancers, people who have to go out there to make their living. And it's 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 really hard to see and to watch, you know, friends who are going through the most, they don't know where they're going to get the, the rent from and how they'll get the next meal from. So it has been that thing of, you know what, it's, it's, it's this thing has affected lives and how could it have been executed in a way that it wouldn't have been as challenging as it has it has been challenging to our daily lives so another question that i had is like what have you been doing during the lockdown so for myself ever since as i've mentioned in the in the introduction i have not really been doing anything to be honest my productivity levels were just low i did not know what to do i'm like i was just sleeping i was just feeling tired so I would like to know with you guys as well, like what have you guys keeping busy with? Like what were you guys have been busy with doing? What what were you doing? You're doing nothing. That's just it. You wake up, you wake up, you wake up to sleep. You wake up, eat and sleep. That's the only thing you do. But shouldn't you be starting? Obviously you should. But then like I said, some people get discouraged when they have to study mm. at home. They cannot, they they just cannot, you know. I'm mm. not one of them though. I'm just saying. Mm. I do encourage myself to study, and I've been studying here and there, but then it's not enough, obviously. Yeah. Mm. You know. So yeah. But I also feel like this moment or this season is actually preparing us to have alternatives and mm. try out new stuff, just like the work world or the corporate world is now adapting to digital world, rather working remotely. So it's rather giving us an overview or like an, a, a, a sort of a preview of how the world would be in the future. Mm-hmm. So we should start adapting to the digital world because probably in the future, or it, not probably, but in the future, people won't have to go to the offices. Mm-hmm. So this is really like preparing us to the world that we are going to live in or the world that is already, but it's, it's now, it's a real thing. It's a thing because it's like, yeah. So preparing those yeah. who are who have capabilities, who have everything that they need, you know, like digital things, yeah. Mm. Others, it's not. With others, it's not because that's fine, it's not one, you know, Mm. come Mm. from different backgrounds and everything like that. So what I have, the other person doesn't have, you see. Mm. So it's going to work for someone, it's going to prepare someone for the future, but another person, it's not. It's holding them back. Yeah. Okay. Um, my, My take on this, like, um, this needed to be way bigger than uh, actually a corner understand because like this was a test and a preparation of like the worst things to come understand because mm-hmm. um think about it this has been like only a week of a lockdown uh we've seen our economy dropping down by more than two rand like our currency against the dollar like has gone down more than two rand understand like from 
um, 15 the beginning of the month to 16. Like we've never reached 16 and stayed on it. Like Skesa reached 16, but then it went back and closed go 15 rand. But right now we're sitting around 18, 18 rand 50. This might actually go to 20 rand of which will be unprecedented. Like we've never really reached those level as a rand against the dollar, you understand? And it actually speak with our productivity as a country, you understand? Like, because it has actually shown which our country has been more on the consuming side than on the production, production side, side, you understand? Mm. Because we've seen pick and pay on my shelf going empty and many shops can't really supply the whole country, like for a week. So if we had a major problem that would actually need us maybe to be able to self-sustain ourselves for a period of three months to four months, it means we're not going to be able like, to have then enough resources to actually do that, understand? Mm. So meaning that what we could be doing as a country, it's maybe looking at the policy suite and how we can actually try and push a country back into a productivity where we are producing a lot of the stuff within our country, understand? If our productivity was high and the consum consumption low, Mm. Then besides which we are sorted and covered maybe for the next coming three or four months without any problem. Like this whole lockdown was going to be something easy. So mm. what I mean by this, Uwiti, we should have been prepared and we are not. Mm. And this has actually shown which we are not prepared as a country. Hopefully, mm. like we've learned that and after this is all said and done, like we're going to change Ama takeaway to mm. our approach in whatever essence are you yeah. saving money, you won't get into the savings because mm. we found one thing, a lot of um white people, but the majority of South Africans, they were found lacking. Besnanama funds, lockdown could not be sustainable because Mele Sambi Sema shop needed one. So it's hand to mouth situation. Yeah. So we did not have the enough resources to cater for Amalentori, understand. People should be encouraged to save. People should be encouraged to have something for the rainy day. Meaning, if they had to close down a country in 18, like, you are not fined with a 100 rand account, but you can be able to access an emergency fund, which you know what, like when you are at Lhasa for the next coming month or two, mm. you get. Yeah. Uh. Okay. You made quite valid points mm -hmm. there. Um, so I'm going to read this um, article from CNN. It's, it's titled in logged south africa unity is fleeting so it was um it says it was it, it was a rare moment of nation national unity in in the country that the past decade has become increasingly um fractious and fraught with racial ethnic ethnic tensions but it did not last long to widespread local acclaim south african president cyril ramaphosa last monday announced that um, a 21-day 20, nation lockdown to combat the spread of novel coronavirus would start at midnight that Thursday. The government's measures mean that the country's borders are now closed except the exportation, the transportation of fuel and essential goods. Interprovincial travel is banned, uh, public service is restricted and only business providing essential services can remain open. Solitary exercise is not permitted and alcohol and cigarette sales have stopped. 
Ramaphosa's announcement came as the country had watched COVID-19 sweep the, the globe, overwhelming the health services of the wealthier and medically well-endowed nations. In Africa, the virus seems to take comparatively long time to establish itself, leading to a false sense of security among many, with some experts postulating that hot African um, climate might be the factor in slowing the transmission. In the crowded shanty towns and townships more dangerous, um, some took it as evidence of black genetic immunity. So Ramaphosa's attempt to flatten the curve with South Africa on the on March 22nd, having registered a modest 400 or so case without any death, was a bold primitive move. By April 2nd, the number of infections had surpassed 1.4. Uh, nevertheless, lockdown must, must have been a difficult decision Ramaphosa took, a concreted gamble. It would have saved a thinly stretched health system from being um, inundated and without de destroying an extremely fragile economy already crumbling with re 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 um, recession. Hmm, okay, I'll just finish a bit from here, then we discuss this article. So the despite the risk of the lockdown announcement due to cross-party support, the president's performance was widely hailed on social media for strong performance. Um, this is what people are saying about... Um, this is what CNN is saying about this... Um, lockdown it's quite a long article i just want to get to some interesting part that will get us talking but one thing that i've i, I, will, I think we'll just read once we go but one thing that i picked up from the article is the black communities saying that they are immune from this virus i've had that as well like when we were in the shop a lot of black people think they like this it's, it's not affecting us so what's your take with that do you think black people are immune to covid 19 or what do you think yeah covid 19 it's it's more and my symptoms are flu and stuff like that like let's face it like as, as africa we've been trained by aids like we know better things than this, but um, joke, joke, jokes aside, it's not really about immune for now. Mm. And of, even though a strong immune does actually come in handy, it helps because most of the people live buffer through a COVID um, was that there are older people with weaker immune system and everything. Mm. Because like, if we have to be honest about this, understand it. Like in South Africa, they're talking about 400 case or 1,400 cases of uh corona and uh, so far we've only experienced like three to four number of death of which the, the the fourth one is a questionable one because the person was already suffering from cancer but um but then isn't covid 19 affecting most people who have low who have um low self-esteem is it low no. Immune. No. No immune Probably it also affects how you lose yes. self esteem, you know. Now it's the first immune yeah, system, guys. It, it seems everyone in South Africa it's cholera, it's <laughs> it's correction. Correction. All these things like it has been like the Corolla. 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 Corolla.
<laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. You, you, um, look, um, th- but this... I think because the person already had cancer, so yeah. because they had cancer, they 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 were in very high risk yes. because when they had, yes, so that's what they say. Yeah, it affects a lot of people who are, yes. have already low immune systems. system. Yes, yes. And let's look at the facts. Understand? It's very misleading to be telling us we see there's one thousand four hundred people who contracted the virus. And only tell us about the number of people that have actually died. It's just creating hysteria and a panic out of like just throw them in a teacup. We understand because mm-hmm. let's look at the numbers of people that have actually recovered. It's it's two times the number. It's like two times. In fact, it's more than two times because there's over seventy people that have actually recovered from so the corona. Way. Yeah, like none of them have actually died. And even this number that are actually been like being told about the the the, the people about feeling a corona it, it's not even a clear case as to a corona was the leading was cause the leading for them cause. to actually die understand mm. so all these things have to actually be questioned understand and i do not want to come across as a conspiracy theorist or something okay. understand so they're saying in south africa there's 1.462 cases confirmed cases and 31 have recovered and five deaths that's what they're saying you see, we have but that's still... we have thirty one people that have actually recovered, meaning the recovery rate is way higher than the death rate with corona. You understand? So it's like saying with um, but again, this confirmed number is only the people that have tested. There are people maybe in the township that no, might not have not yes, tested. Definitely. So what about them? Okay, look at like one hundred and forty six confirmed people about the corona. Right, mm-hmm. and in the number that they stipulate to be one thousand four, so in the one thousand four, meaning that about one thousand two hundred and odds have not been confirmed to actually have a corona. So mm-hmm. this there's one thousand four hundred people yes. about having corona, yeah. but only one hundred and forty six confirmed that these people do actually have a corona. Meaning the other 1,002, they are not sure whether it's corona or not. It's still like, 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 hypothetical to say they might have a but corona the, because they keep in contact. But is, is, is confirmed cases. The 1.4, no, it's confirmed yes, cases. Yes, it's confirmed cases. Well, if that's the <laughs> case, then... 1.4 is confirmed cases, and then the 81 is the recovery. Okay. Yeah, so the hundred and forty six, what is the hundred and forty six then? Sorry? The hundred and forty six that you stated there. It's one thousand one thousand four hundred and forty six. Yeah, and sixty two. Oh. Sixty two, no? Yes. Okay, yeah. So I think that is one of the problems that we have in the country that we don't really understand this whole thing, corona thing. Because yeah. it's mostly affecting white people. And you find that in the township, probably they have this corona, but they have not been tested because they're not really probably like, it's flu. Or mm. they're not taking it probably seriously, and I think that's where in it's and going to be dangerous. Like came at a very difficult time because like around this um 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 season in 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 South Africa, this is the flu season. So you could have some mild flu or like yeah. anything fluish. It doesn't so necessarily you mean like, you have a corona. Kind of yes, mm. because it couldn't have come at a worse time for South Africa because. 
we are in a flu season. Everyone is having mm. flu here and there, understand? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't necessarily equate it to being a corona. That's the... No. Mm. But then that's why you gotta get tested. Mm. The minute you have a flu, just go get tested. Yeah, so there's something... There are not enough resources to do this. To that, that, that becomes a problem. Yeah. Mm. Our government is not trained or prepared for such large-scale testing. Last time they spoke they said there's gonna be ten thousand people who actually need to be traveling around, around doing our yes, testing. Yes, yeah. Ten thousand people in a country of over fifty million people. Like how long would that actually take? There are gonna be ten centers only. Yeah. To test for corona. Come on. Let's let's continue. I think this is a very interesting topic. But however, let's continue to try and cover all the, the basis mm-hmm. of the whole matter. So the when the the um, article continues, there's three of this country's wealthiest families, both white and black, pledged a billion rand, um which was uh, the I'm sorry, fifty four it was $54 million each towards the fight against coronavirus. This promising cross-racial cooperation unraveled almost um, immediately. The day after, the, which was the day after the lockdown announcement, a leaked document from the Ministry overseeing the disbursement um, of emergency assistance to small business proposed guidelines specify that only companies with 51% of black ownership would be eligible for so that is quite that is quite problematic i don't know if you guys have, have caught, caught what i've just read what is it that you find problematic they after before the, the, the lockdown and they the Rupert's family yes, they, they donated, they, they, one they billion, donated one each. so it was supposed to help the smmes the small businesses but however the requirement was is um 51 percent of black ownership would be eligible so it has to be fifty one percent, not hundred percent, but fifty one percent. It has to. I don't know. Oh, what so, what, what, you... what what they actually mean by that is that even white companies, ne, they will need to have a a large representation of black people, meaning that fifty one percent. But what if of... you're a black owned? No, business? if if it's black owned businesses, then they fully qualify. No, no, doesn't they do say that. that. No, that's it yeah. doesn't say that no. though. But the document does not say that. No, but that is what they actually mean by this. But the it's like, document does not say yes, that. Like, let's let's continue this let's, yes. this article and see what it's actually the saying. The BE qualification for a company to be satisfied. But this not be Yes, but to be a company like this are requirement by EPE standards. You understand? Mm. For a BE standard certificate, it means every company will need to have a certain representation of Abantabamyam. Mm. Meaning they are promoting the whole idea that Black people should Black actually people. have mm-hmm. a larger share in that particular company, meaning that the minimum they could be fifty one percent. It could be more, but the minimum should be fifty one percent Black people. Of which it's but a mistake. But that was not the, the what the document was saying. The yeah. hands the business owners panicked. Okay. Right. Hence the business owners are said to have panicked mm-hmm. because it it was not as clear. Okay. It has a lot of presentation. Yeah. Presentation they could. Presented in another and way, I understand and they the present problem, it in the other way. I understand where yes. the from. Yes. This is a contradiction of politics and economics. You understand? Mm. Like politics want to push an agenda of your race in business. Like economics is not emotional. Economics doesn't care about your race, where you come from, your background, or anything. Understand? Like if there is business that actually need to be 
funded. It doesn't care whether it's owned by black people or by, by dogs. As long as it's going to be a productive business, as well be so held basically when I'm a capitalist. You understand? You're a capitalist. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a full supporter. You don't care about your, your, your brothers and sisters. No, I have no yeah. brothers and sisters. Like, like the, 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 the smallest <laughs> minority is an individual. You understand? Mm. Like, we should be focusing on our individual because here's the thing. Like, if, you are, if you've been around South Africa, understand, looking at the dynamics of South Africa, like, as much as we want to talk about the past injustices of apartheid and everything, understand, we're living in a country where it's not only black people that are suffering. If you've been to Jimmy Steen, if you've been to Prague, no, but what like the majority of people that are, are, yes, are suffering? The majority will be black people because yes. we are the majority in this country. Like, if you go to Norway, the majority will be white people. But again, you look Norway at the privilege. You look at the privilege of what being. Privilege? What there's privilege? A privilege that comes, there's a privilege that comes as a white person that in the country or in the world. You have a sort of privilege. So of people for, trusting you more than they would trust the fellow black person. Do you trust white people? Obviously, we are the condition because that's what we were when we grow up. That white people are supposed to but be smarter than us, you are and using they're supposed to collective. be. I'm asking you personally: Do you trust white people? No, you I don't. don't. But I'm saying because and, of and, and, our and, conditioned mm-hmm. mind that we were raised up to see white people as superior. We then were raised what we need up to, to see do is white to get rid of that conditioning. Bigger than because yes, we do get rid of the yes. but in larger collective in most of us it does yes that's with me but i'm saying with most people we still have that although even i i don't do that i still have a little bit of me that is still you know maybe Mm -hmm. skeptic maybe when you go into you're seeing a black a a white doctor a white doctor and a black doctor you might probably choose to be seen by the white doctor that is like a condition that we have i should want to be seen by a competent doctor like if the results actually you want to be seen by a competent doctor but most people would prefer even they don't check competency they would prefer seen by a white doctor because for them it is what they might look as as they're competent more than the black Okay. counterparts let's 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 close that topic because now we are deviating from what we have to, we are actually talking actually about not because we are it is deviating still, it is still highlighting i, I have point. i have limited time guys okay. so we are actually deviating from our topic <laughs> so it continues by saying black owners um panicked and then the minister tried to dismiss the document as fake news and her department said it was simply a draft document. So after allegations of racism came an announcement that many interpret, uh, interpreted as xenophobic, Minister um, Chabeni announced that only South African owned and managed spaza shops, the small grocery stores where most black townships dwellers get their provisions would be allowed to operate during the lockdown. So he said that only the South African owned meaning that the Somalians and the Ghanaians and all of those other ones are not, not allowed to operate during lockdown. So what's your take on that? Because a lot of people had said that those allegations was, is interpreted as, as xenophobic. It is, in a way. How so? Because yeah, when you actually look at um, South Africa as a whole, most people who own those supermarkets and everything like that, it's people who are, come from other countries mm-hmm. but why not empower the local citizens because now how, how do you actually not... empower local citizens by opening their shops that's what they're trying to do which shops which shops because who, shops? who actually need to open shops for, for black people in south africa Uban. isn't isn't it black people who need to open shops exactly. for themselves 
That's what I'm saying. That's the that's the provision they say. So the, by you saying only, that black people African, need to be empowered, no, you I'm mean the South government African, need to South act African like owned. a paternal a, no. a, a parent, like they need to be our father who will actually fund us with money. This is not what the statement shops. is saying. The statement is saying that only South African owned and managed puzzle shops will be opened. But so that's they're not already how you run existing. They're already existing. That is not how economy. Like the economy works, but what is it like? What, what's your take on it? When we do that, you understand, we are clearly using the 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 the, the, the policies that were used during apartheid, because during the time there was certain restriction in Yoguti, as a black person you can't stay in 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 white suburban area, not because you do not afford to do that, even if you can afford to Remember, do that. Remember, this is not a race. You're just not allowed to actually do that. No, it, 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 it is a race situation. No. Because if you're going to actually marginalize a certain group based on where they it actually come from... It was xenophobic. Not, it's not racial. That is racial. How like, is xenophobic racial? is actually yeah, racial. Yeah, because is. How is it racial? It is. Somalians are not South Africans. That's no, it's is, not racial. But what is it? It's xenophobic. Xenophobic and racial is two different things. Here's the thing. Here's the here's thing. Racial? Same. No. Same thing. no. Wait, 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 wait. Racial has to do with race. No. So it's mostly no. the black and the white. Xenophobic. So xenophobic no, wait, wait. is the hate of no. people who are from outside. Xenophobic. That country. No. I understand what you're saying. Xenophobic is an umbrella of both racism and also hatred of foreigners because here's the thing with foreigners you understand how is could, it racism because wait, the Ghanaians, the nigerians understand this understand this understand black. this how is that when racism? we say xenophobia we need to understand the terms we need to understand the terms we speak of from chan and when we say xenophobia xenophobic attack it means we're talking about people who are not from south africa they don't have to specifically be Ghanaians. it could be people from germany it could be people from Norway. no it is. No, it, I, it I, is. It is a hatred of I would like to 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 say that I don't agree with that. It is a discrimination. It is a discrimination of people against, against foreigners. foreigners. But however, who are in foreigners trend, in South Africa? Is it only Ghanaians? It's not only Ghanaians, but in the South African context, would a German person be considered a foreigner? That's what I'm trying to get to. That so a hatred of a foreign person. Sparingly, so I try to listen to others' conversations. So if I hate someone from Germany. Would it be considered racism or xenophobic? Let's try to listen to each other. So in this context, no, listen. <laughs> it's not xenophobic. Let's, it's let's, not xenophobic. Let guys, we're on the record now. Okay. <laughs> what in the South African context? Xenophobia in South African context is that the people are hating on African nationals. No, not quite. Not, not quite. quite. Have you seen not any hate, hatred coming to um? Uh, Germans of we, to, we 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 talk ill ab- we talk ill of Americans no, on really. a daily. I do. Well, but I would on my part, South Africans go and do the same thing that they're doing to Nigerians? Would they go what? and 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 ban their shops? Would they go and ban an American shop? Would South they Africans go ban... don't go and ban shops. Didn't they do that with 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 the the Nigerian shops and the Somalian shops? Those are Somalian during... shops. Those were premeditated crime. They had nothing to do with racism. Here's the it's thing: it's not racism; it's xenophobic. It's not even xenophobic what because black people in South Africa we live with the very same people that you're saying we are xenophobic to because if it's xenophobia we cannot be able to even stand but the only people who get attacked in south africa who are foreigners it's people who own shops they do not go and attack a random Ghanaian on the street it's that's what i'm trying to people say actually own shop. Or they that, is that is crime that is crime that is not they won't attack not a xenophobic. white foreigner that is not so xenophobic. why that would is... they attack 
a, a, a foreigner who's black like them because wait have you seen it actually during makes the, sense. the cases but, but, have have we attacked white no. people or chinese for that matter no understand. but black people were attacked so it has nothing to do with race understand how it actually happened it has nothing to do with race. understand let's and, let's and, let's cut it there because that's not our conversation can i actually today. explain maybe that's that not part. our conversation for today let's but, let's, but I'm let's not able continue to explain. with like you cannot explain because that's, that's not our conversation for today today we're talking about the lockdown and how the lockdown has affected our daily lives so let's try to keep it that way so yeah a lot of people interpreted that as as xenophobic it is a xenophobic attack and you guys have explained that it has to do with your racial that's your opinion and my opinion I've, I've also stated how i feel about that i would also like to know what you guys really think about this whole um this whole statement is it a xenophobic thingy is it a is it a racial thing well you have to decide what is it about so it says on the first day of the lockdown, the police in the coastal city Port Elizabeth falsely shut immigrant owned shops in um, Port Elizabeth neighborhood, paper spraying their customers. The station commanders, um, according to the media reports, told the chairperson of Somali community organization and the instructors had to come from the small business development minister. So I feel like this is very hypocritical because a lot of these businesses which are owned by Somali and all these foreigners uh, are black owned and they wouldn't do the same with probably pick and pay which is owned by a white foreigner so that's what I was trying to get to that the more the, this xenophobic attacks is more directed to black people who are coming from other African countries and the attack is not is owned by South African. Now I'm not saying it's not it's it's umbrella but you can buy saying that white people are not are, are, no but you can you, you are, can are not south african like in your context you can own a pick and pay um thingy franchise yeah that's what i'm saying and most pick and pays that are franchise here in south africa they are owned by south africa yes but i'm i was just giving an example that there can be a bigger store a shop right or pick and pay or any other store that is mm-hmm. open that is owned by a white person but that won't be attacked but now we are taking black owned but who are not South African. That is my take. Okay, like that is my take, and let's continue from there. <laughs> the reason for that, um, shops in the township they do not have enough facility or sanitizer to actually make the store to be controllable, meaning that the spread of coronavirus will be much more. So that's easier. the reason they close. That's the reason they But they're opening. The but the when South you African look at, ones, but when you look at the pick and pays stores like that, as soon as you enter the door, you are given a sanitizer. Your hands are sanitized. All these measures are taken into account. So, hence, so what happens bigger stores, is, is, um, hence small most bigger stores are open. It has nothing businesses. to do with racial discrimination or anything. But because when no, we, when what, 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 what they the said here, what they said here, they said puzzle shops yes. and small businesses yes. that are owned by South Africans. They are the only ones that are allowed to be opened. And then they, they later on... Given but there were no spaza shops that were open, whether they were owned by South Africans... That's what you're saying, but I'm saying on this article... All shops or, or the, the, because coronavirus will be much more easier to spread in such an environment. This is later, the latest is news, sir. The minister has announced that spaza yes. shops owned by South Africans will be open during the lockdown. But they were closed. This is latest Last week was closed. News. The, the past seven talking. days it was They closed. were closed, but I'm saying this is latest news. All spaza shops are open, whether they're owned by South African. No. Or... They are saying that 
owned, South African owned. They are not open. But I'm saying this is latest news. Yes. The minister is saying that all the South African owned spaza shops should be open. And later on, then we see them closing Mm -hmm. the foreigners shops. However, let's continue. Um, where we close off the this whole topic. I would like to actually explore more, but however, this conversation would be more like mm. would be a lot, and yeah, our yeah. our our listeners would be overwhelmed listening. I don't think everything. so. I think your listeners will actually enjoy they'll, this. They'll be really even though they find it <laughs> unbecoming that I was actually cut off a lot of time when they had to wanted be. to hear my answers. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they'll be curious <laughs> of what I wanted to wow. say. But you'll hear from them if you only take, you know. So. <laughs> this complaint. Um, no government is immune to mixed messaging as ministers grapple with an um, as, um, a existential crisis. Nevertheless, the scale and the tone of dissonance within the Ramaphosa administration seems to indicate that even after two years in power, he is not really able to fully assert his authority over the Zuma supporting remnant on his cabinet. If Ramaphosa's COVID-19 lockdown succeed, the boost to his public stature combined with his high um, with this already high level of public popularity. Um, February South Africa South African Citizen survey put his approval rating at 61%. Should make it comparatively simple for the president to finally um, to root his force in his ruling the ANC. But if the lockdown collapses the economy, Ramaphosa's political position may weaken any uh, challenges from the from the heart left within his own party. So this are the are the views on Ramaphosa's leadership, and what do you guys think about Ramaphosa's leadership in times like this? Do you think that is, that's where now we talk about what could have actually been done before or now or what do you think should have should be the solution to certain issues? So I'm going to give you like a good two minutes to just state what you have wished um, Ramaphosa would have done before and could have done now maybe. So depending on what you want to talk about. Can we start with PK? So I have nothing to say for now. For now. For now. Okay. Ramaphosa is a, is a, is a mampara. I've seen goats <laughs> who've made better decisions than he has uh, uh, around this issue, you know. Um, South Africa was just not ready. Like, it would have taken another two years for us to even get ready. Like, you know, uh, in the nineteen in nineteen thirties, the 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 unemployment rate of the US was sitting on twenty five percent, and it was considered the Great Depression, meaning it was worse than the recession. And coming to South Africa, where we have an employment rate way bigger than thirty percent, and we think our economy is fine, we're not in recession, we just entered a recession. It means we've been in recession for the past twenty five years of our country because 30% unemployment rates, that is the great recession. So to also put us in chains as we're doing right now, it was a move uncalled for. It's a way unbecoming what the government actually did. What they did was to actually cripple our economy and it's going to take us longer to actually. So what could have they, what, what would they have done if, in your opinion, what, what, 
Containment from the first case, Maizongena, containment, containment, containment. We needed to get the information early on as to where is the case that is affected. Instill a lockdown there. You do not go looking down the whole country when we only have two reported cases and we can still be able to contain the virus at that particular time. To let it get to 1004, and where people do not even know what is happening and to say now you actually want to, like, to, to impose a lockdown in the whole country where our economy is in tatters. Like it, it was, uh, I'm sorry to say, uh, lacking a better way, it was just moronic. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Pigay, do you have an opinion now? I don't actually. I mean, there's nothing to say. It is what it is. Mm. Yeah, usually there's nothing to say. Okay, I get the opinion um, that you had highlighted that actually the government should have actually come through when the first case was coming. And probably I loved our conversation earlier on where you spoke about having to have closed maybe this province like what China did. So I would yes. like you to actually touch on that as well briefly. You know, if we're going to be copying systems that are being done by other countries, we should understand the method and the strategy that was used in order for them to get to that particular um, position. The starting point being that when China imposed um, 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 a lockdown in China, China is a country that has over a billion people. It was going to be unrealistic for them to want to put a lockdown in an entire country of that magnitude. The very same laws applies for South Africa as well. The first thing that China did when they realized the epicenter where the disease was found and they realized it was the Wuhan province, what they did was to able to lock down Wuhan and then later um, imposing a lockdown on another province. I forget the name of the province. But what actually happened, the rest of the country was able to function. Productivity was high, meaning that they could be able to supply and sustain the other provinces that were actually under a lockdown at the time. The very same thing that South Africa would have done if Jobek was the epicenter of the pandemic uh, of Corona, locked down Jobek, let the other parts of the country be fully operational up until it is contained in Jobek and we already know these are the number of people who are infected and we create a facility where we could actually be able to house those people up until we see and whether a vaccine is developed or if they recover before locking down the whole country. That is what we needed to do as South Africa. Now, the, the biggest problem that we pose is that when South Africa adopts anything, because South Africa is one of the major countries in, in, in Africa, meaning that in, South, in Africa, when South Africa sneezes, the whole of Africa catches the flu. So whatever measures we take as South Africans, most countries in Africa, they are likely to follow suit. Yeah. And they've actually done that, following a wrong method that we instituted in the first place. This is interesting. I would have loved this conversation to go on and on and on and on and on because it's quite interesting and it opens your eyes to a lot, a lot of stuff. So I would really love to thank my guest for um, 
coming over as I've invited them and for sharing their vulnerable um, opinions to this whole um, pandemic. And I also would like to hear your opinions as well. What do you think about this pandemic and how has it been affecting your daily life and what solutions do you have? Because sometimes we talk about the problems and problems and problems and problems and not come up with solutions. So it's important that when we talk Sometimes we should also bring up solutions so to what exactly do we want to see from the future and ongoing ones. So, yes, thank you very much for listening to the Evolve Talking. My name is Dinti Mananyam Tengarapodi. And from me and my guest, we are saying ciao, bye. Ciao. Bye. bye. <laughs>